In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, when sex is the problem and the solution. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. We are so excited to be here. Have we got a show for you? In the Moran Home Studio, we have Jeannie Moran. Say what's up? What's up? Yeah, and the cute dog. And to get right into things here, today's show. Uh, is the journey episode of when sex is the problem and the solution. I know it sounds, uh, probably sounds like one of those, what do they what do they call those things, honey, where it's like oxymoron. a, maybe it's oxymoron or it sounds like, a, I don't know, a trick question or whatever. But there's some official name and my vocabulary doesn't support the detail of that. But today, we're going to start off this show with a quote. From two of my favorite people in the game, Tony and Elisa from One Extraordinary Marriage. And I think um, this says it all. And I'm going to read it. Try not to butcher it. So, revolutionizing your marriage begins in the heart and the battles are won between the sheets. I, um, I love that because... It is so absolutely true. That is where, you know, you forge many victories um, it's in your sex life. It's in your connection. It's that is where you solidify and you grow and connect in your relationship. At least that's where we do, and we do have some great memories there. Um, and it's re- it really does a lot for us to uh, further our relationship. So today we're going to talk about Jack and Jill, and um. Recently, there was a conversation that Jeannie had with a listener of the podcast, and so we're gonna we're gonna give you um, that story, and I want you to take the opportunity to hear this, and even though your situation might not be the same, try and apply this to your relationship where it could fit to better your situation. So, honey, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Okay. Um, so where this all came from is, um, a couple of friends who listen to the show and who know us personally. Um, she and I had a conversation, uh, for just for show purposes, we'll go with Jack and Jill. That's what we've decided. Um, Jill and I were talking and it came about that with all the pandemic nonsense and all this other stuff going on, um, they ended up in a lot of struggles and um she had hers he had his but they were not communicating them they were just kind of going about their daily and um she actually ended up going into a deep depression she had some um goals that were lined out for herself for school they own um, a business they work together so they were remodeling they were trying to um, rebuild and restructure their business plan and, um, you know, trying to get their employees and everybody on the same page. They were trying to branch out to do some bigger things to draw more attention to their business. Um, she was 
also working on her physical and mental health. So she's really big into yoga. She's really big into running, does a lot of marathons. Um, she did, she just, they're both very outdoorsy when they're not working. They like to go hiking. They like to be out on their motorcycles. They'd like to go have a good time. So, um, all of those things were kind of at a standstill already. They had one day a week where they spent just doing them going out, having a good time and resting, kind of reconnecting with each other. When pandemic hit and you're a business owner and your rent for your building is paid by people who work with you and you're not receiving that rent, now everything lays on your shoulders. And this business is fairly new to them. So um, she was freaking out because financially their nest egg disappeared and they'd been saving for a long time. Yeah. Um, so not only are they doing the remodel, so now you've got this loan or whatever's hanging on your head with that but now you've also got we're not working the doors are closed and nobody's paying anybody so they're responsible for that and they're responsible for their own bills their mortgage they're you know we're all going through it so in all of that she was trying to help other people stay positive trying to keep other people you know go do your yoga go do this these are breathing exercises all these different things that she knows help and make people feel better herself included but she wasn't doing any of them. She was preaching it, but she wasn't doing it. And so in this, we'll call it three month time frame, they've been nitpicking at each other. There's been little arguments. There's been little um, snaps at each other, which we, we all did it. I mean, Quincy and I won't own up to it. We've been snapping at each other left and right at different things. We've been snapping at the kids here and there. Not intentionally. It just happens to be today was a day you jumped on my nerve in you're the recipient. I'm really sorry, but that's how it went. And I think it, just to jump in there real quick, I think it it probably mirrors some of what we were going through. I mean, we're not necessarily business owners, so to speak. Yes, you're going to hear Kirsten in the background. She is just mommy, 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 mommy. I went and told her to be quiet already. She ain't having it, and we got a show to do. So she'll just, she'll yell, enjoy the background track of Kirsten. Autism is alive and well in the house today. That's right. <laughs> But it, looking at it, like with us working on the book, working on the podcast, um, trying to get the uh, the garden going, some things for the kids, um, and then life being shut down, the kids being thrown in your lap all day long because school is is closed. Not only not just the uh, the kids at regular typical school, but the kids from the autism school. Looking at that. It's just another similar situation, guys, that I'm sure that you would be able to relate to because everything changed in a day. So these types of things happen to all of us. There's no, you're not immune to it, no matter what your income bracket or your age bracket is. You're not immune to it. What you hear based on this story is that it happens in layers, kind of like I talked about with the notebook uh, paper. It happens in layers, and that's what you see here. It was certain situations that started to add frustration, and, and instead of the frustration being dealt with because life is going so fast, um, the frustration builds and the communication starts to fall apart, right? Yeah. And then you, you get in the place where um, not only are you not talking, but when you are talking, you're not talking about anything important. You're not talking about anything that's um, 
deep rooted. I mean, I get it. I we went through this a few episodes back. We talked about where I started shutting down. Mm -hmm. I didn't notice I was shutting down. I don't think Jill did either. I think it just kind of became survival mode. Mm -hmm. And um, when those signs are there and your partner's not sure how to broach it, then you just kind of let it keep going and that divide just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And now you, all of your conversations are just about business or the day-to-day um, -day grind of stuff. Sometimes it can be nitpicky little things. Sometimes it can be an argument. Sometimes it could be, like for me, I'll use myself as an example all the time, um, dealing with the book and everything that we have to do. The list is not as long as it may seem to me to you. You could look at 10 things on a list and be like, no problem, I can knock them all out. I look at 10 things on a list and my whole world stops. Like everything in my brain goes, no, I, I won maybe two things and that's the max I can take because I live in this bubble where there are eight other people at all times and there is a constant changing variable. So I need one or two things I can control for sure and then everything else has to come later. Quincy can look at a list and be like, bang this out, bang this out, bang this out. Oh yeah, okay, so here's a, a little bit of a speed bump. Yeah, we're good, we can handle this and he just moves right along. I do not function that way. At all. Well, and the, the other trap we fall into as human beings is we will, we tend to continually think about our frustrations and our yeah. problems. And your mind is is designed in such a way of what you think about multiplies. And, that, and that's just a fact. So the more you think about these things and your frustrations, the bigger they get. Some so anxiety, yep. It, and it just starts. It starts to build and build and build. And we are um, an egocentric uh, type of being, where we think everybody's always thinking about us and what we've done to them and what the problems are. But generally, you know, it's been my experience that we're all in our own mind. So, I it looks it looks familiar to me, and that's why I believe this will help so many people because you have business owners that have plans that are remodeling that um, have that moment where the world shuts down in a day and there were already frustrations because of that but life was so busy that they were in work 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 mode and they didn't they didn't talk through those things and then then you're cooped up mm -hmm. with the person that and you, you love. You live with them. You work with them. There's no breathing right. space there. There, that's you are continually in each other's space. So the other side to this, or the other thing that came up, was um, in not talking about anything important. And this is one thing that I do all the time, and it's something that um, Jill is also guilty of. This is the conversation that we had. Was I just want to deal with my own stuff. I don't want to talk to you about it. I don't I don't want you in my headspace. I just want to deal with my own stuff because it's something that I have to get over. So you're just going to need me. Give me my room and let me do it. Okay. Quincy will tell you. He gets in my space anyway, and I will fight him. I will argue with him. I can be downright freaking mean. But if he doesn't get in my space in those moments, that's when depression takes hold. That's when anxiety takes hold. That's when I spiral out of control and my coming back is a bitch. Not just my behavior, but getting out of it. So um, I appreciate where Jack came in and 
basically they had a a hard talk that came from an explosion of you're a hypocrite you're full of shit this is what you're telling everybody this is not what you're doing you're actually letting yourself do x y and z instead of doing all these other things that you're promoting to other people and he called her on her shit and it didn't go well because she's very much like me do not get in my face and call me on my crap i'm going to throw it back at you however much like myself if you call me on it and you're right I'm going to be mad. I'm going to shut down. And then once I process it, I'm going to come back and tell you, okay, you know what? You were right on this and I'll apologize for it and I'll figure it out. That's what this situation was. Well, I don't know about you guys, but for us, if we're arguing, we don't do it so much now. We've, we've kind of got a standing rule. We don't do this anymore now. But 10 years ago, if we had an argument, don't even think about touching me. Do not even think about coming to me and giving me a hug and acting all lovey-dovey and thinking you're going to get laid. It ain't happening. I'm pissed and I want nothing to do with you. This is where they were sitting because they've, all these other things are going on. They mm -hmm. were not connecting, period. If there's no communication, if there's no quality time, mm -hmm. they used to spend one day a week was date day, whatever they had to do, the house, going out riding, um, going to work out together, taking a hike, taking the dogs out, whatever. That was their one day of quality time. That's date night. For us, that's date night or that's our weekends away. Right. When you don't have that and it just kind of disappears, we've have been going through this where it's like, it, it okay, being gone for a little while is okay because we know we've got something we're working up to. Right. Like right now we're planning a weekend away. I don't know how we're going to figure it out, but now that they're starting to open things up, we're planning one way or another. We're getting the hell out of here for a couple of days. We're going to figure it out. But... I have something to look forward to so I can stay in that mode of knowing I can deal with not having quality time for a little while because I know that when we get that weekend, we're going to max it out. Yeah. And I, it, and I think something that the CEO of our company, when all this stuff started, he gave us a brilliant, um, illustration. He said, please remember what we're going through. This is not a hole. It's a tunnel. Yeah. And at some point in the tunnel, you'll see the light on the other side. When you're digging a hole, there's no light. You know, you're basically digging somewhere for you to suffer. Yeah. So, I and I take that, and, I, and I've adopted that to say, hey, this is, because the way I would say it would say, it's not forever, it's for right now. Mm -hmm. But I think the illustration that, that he gave the company and us as employees with it being a tunnel is something that we can look at and apply to our relationship. Because we are committed to it. And I, I mean, when you talk to somebody that, that listens to the show and you start to hear them use the language of the podcast mm -hmm. and that it's successful for them because it's been successful for us, it, these, this language actually helps you get, your, get these hard things in your life or get your communication. It helps further that and mm -hmm. makes it easier to have these talks or gives you something as an example like to point to whether it's a hard talk or being a soft place to land or being some making sure that your relationship that you have permission yeah to say these things yeah so that's i'm i'm proud of the show in that sense that it's just it's a lot of practical stuff by two regular people well that was what floored me because um Jill and I have conversations that stem from Everything from your diet to the bedroom. And we are pretty graphic in our conversations. So 
Um, and we're just, it's a no holds barred situation and there's no judgment. There's no, it's the type of conversation you and I have. Yeah. But this is with another woman. So it was a little, at first, I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh crap. Okay. She's offloading. Here we go. But then once I heard what was going on, it's like, oh, I, I know how to, I know how to address this. I know what's going on. So what, what ends up happening is when you're arguing and you've got all these nitpicky things going on and your life is just in survival mode and you're not taking the time to realize <clears throat> that we need this time together, we're not connecting, all of a sudden three months goes by and at the end of the hard talk and the explosion and the realization of, yeah, you're right, I, I, I'm not doing these things, I'm not taking care of myself, um, I'm, I'm not doing what I should be and it's causing issues between you and I. And we're not talking as much. And then all of a sudden, Jack comes in and says, can we just have sex? Like, you haven't touched me in three months. We haven't had any kind of physical contact other than holding hands and hugging in three months. Y'all, I would lose my freaking mind. We've been there. We've done that. We ain't going there never again. Bought the t-shirt. Burnt the t-shirt. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That For us, it was a lot of different things besides pregnancy and, and just life in general. But I'm telling you. There is something about, and it's not just the guy side. So I listen to me. Trust me on I'm this. I'm listening. It's not just the guy side. For Quincy, it's always everything else could be going to shit. But if he and I can have that physical connection, then he's good. Everything else just kind of goes away because he and I are good. Everything is meshed. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a graphic picture to really think about. But it's the truth. It It's where... We're both completely at our most vulnerable state. We're both completely open to each other. Mm-hmm. Nothing else is invading our space. There's nobody, even if the kids were knocking on the door too freaking bad, I'm busy. But if that connection is there, your crap day at work doesn't really look so crappy anymore. Yeah. And honestly, it helps you for me, myself. It reminds me that I'm more than just mom. I'm more than just wife. I'm more than just the writer or what have you. I am the object of your desire at that point. I am the most important thing to you, period. And that re-solidifies that if you do it right. I'm not talking about getting a quickie in the hallway. When this kind of stuff is going on, this is not a five-minute get-it-done-and-we're-connected situation. This is you better take your time. And do it right. Make sure that, that you guys are meeting all aspects of whatever works for you. Because that connection, the first thing she told me was after the first time, it was like the next day he just came in and was attacking her. And that's one of her things is she likes aggression in the bedroom. He wasn't giving her any because he was scared to death to approach her because you, know, you don't touch her when she's pissy and you don't, you might get attacked. And she, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I understand where he's coming from because I know her well enough to know she will claw his eyes out if he pisses her off. Well, and that's <laughs> and that's funny because it's two different sides of attack. <laughs> but that's just it. It's she. Okay, so for my side of looking at things, aggression in the bedroom for me gives me an excuse to surrender. I don't have to think. I'm not in control. That's the one thing that I value in our sexual relationship is I don't have to control it. Yes, I like to be in charge once in a while. It is kind of fun to, to start things up, but... And you're good at it. Thank you. Mm. But, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for me, 
during the day I have so many decisions to make and I have right. so many things to be in charge of. I just want to not have to worry about anything. I don't want to have to think about it. I just want to be told what to do and go with it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not even telling me. It's just doing it. And I'm I'll, okay, cool. I'm I'm do your thing. And that's been that's been a a decades worth of unfolding. And we're still unfolding it. I'm still learning stuff. Where this is still a very um what's the word in-depth learning experience for, well, I think for it's me a... because I, I i'm exploring things not not just in the bedroom but just in my own mentality in my own um mindsets things that i was raised on things that i was taught um when we go through the next couple of episodes with this i'll give you some of the the um, resources that we're using or that i'm using quincy might have a totally different set of things that he's listening to but for me, myself, it was very, very hard for a long time to open up and say, I need sex. Like, I just need 10 minutes. Okay, tonight I need like two hours, dude. This is this is what I need. I still struggle in that area with certain things and saying what I need and when I need it. But it's also because some of the things that I think I want, I've always been taught this is, no, this is taboo, dude. You don't even... This is not a conversation to be having. Oh, my God. If you mention the word orgasm to my family growing up, it was like, what are you watching? Who's talking to you? What are you doing? This is not a good thing. And it's like sex is dirty. Sex is bad. It's meant for making babies. Oral sex was like of the devil. Bobby Boucher's mother could have come in and taught me that whole spiel. But it's like once I got married and Quincy and I were like, y'all are doing something wrong, really, really wrong if this is not a good thing. Because let me tell you. It makes a world of difference for and us. I, for us, we we've gone through a lot of physical and emotional barriers, though. We've broken a lot of those down because I'm still it, doing it. It is true, and you know, I don't know what y'all were taught about sex, but it's really I I don't think there's enough communication on it at, from family to family. Like, ultimately, one day with our girls, we're gonna have to have. The conversation to say, here's our point of view on sex. I mean, they could look around at each other, of course, but they could look around at each other and say, okay, well, I think this is something that is in a marriage because we're we all got here somehow. But it's more than that. And I, you use the perfect phrase to me, which is it's taboo. Why? I I think the whole foundation of the marriage. The, the sex talk in marriage being taboo, for me, it just came from a place of insecurity. That's what I would, that's my foundation. Well, it's best not, I could tell. the reason it's taboo is because it's not what society or what your religious upbringing or what your family upbringing or maybe it's something that, you know, you tried once when you were in high school and you didn't get the response you were planning on. You know, um, I can tell you for experience, if somebody you're in the middle of something and somebody's like, wow, if you could just lose a few pounds, are you kidding me right now? That's a that's an F word on there. You can't do that. I didn't. I broke it. I heard it. Well, you're sitting in front of me anyway. That's those are things that kind of lock in. And I'm not censored. Thank you very much. It's a you're right. What it does is it creates some kind of an emotional anchor 
But now all you can think of is... Am I going to do it right? Is he going right. to like it? Is this going to work? So the reason the, the word taboo comes out is because that's that's not what is what society sees. So here's what Quincy and I have learned. If it's between you and your partner, it's not taboo because whatever you decide is okay. Whatever you decide works for you. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not out flaunting it in the middle of the street for everybody else to see, it's not taboo. It's between you and your partner. But here, here's where all this comes into play. The problem was not having it. The solution was getting back to it. Why? Because when she wasn't getting her workouts in, when she wasn't staying on point with her diet, when her mental state wasn't all there, her business is falling apart, they're losing money, she doesn't feel beautiful. She doesn't feel like she is sticking to her own goals. She feels like a failure. He's feeling like a failure because the business is struggling. We're losing our money. We just saved all of this. And now you can relate to that. We've got mm-hmm. a stash of money that we've saved for something specific. And now something's come up and we have to wipe it out. Mm-hmm. That takes a toll, especially when you're the breadwinner. All of these things were going on. And what fixed it was A, talking about it. B, getting out the hard stuff it's a hard conversation it's not easy and it might be an ugly uh, an ugly argument don't take it personal don't discredit how the person the person's feeling and make sure that you guys are agreed on your terms and your rules of engagement in an argument yeah very you have to have those rules of engagement once that's done always 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 go back to sex if if I'm having a crap day and my emotions are, are off the chart, I guarantee you before I go to bed that night, I'm getting laid because he knows I, I need to feel like I am beautiful, I am important, and I need to feel like that sensual side of me is still intact. It's very, very important. It helps with creativity. It helps with relaxation. It helps with sleep. It helps with moods. It helps with so many different things, confidence especially, Comment with conversations with Quincy, it's huge for him on confidence. So, yeah, well, and that's where part of me believes that deep down inside, I'm a doctor because I'll say, have uh, two orgasms today and call me in the morning. It better be you that's giving them to me, or we're gonna have a problem. Oh, Harold, you dummy. I mean, I can do it myself, but you prefer me not to. (laughs) Oh, you're funny. I think you prefer the same. (laughs) that's good anyway that's it for this episode of man versus marriage this is the journey when sex is the problem and the solution that's genie and i am the q dog and this is man versus marriage the podcast how good do you want your life to be you gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.